Hi, everybody. It is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to another episode of Scale Up. So today we're going to get quite technical, if that is okay with you, because I like to get into the detail on occasion to be able to help you with areas in your business that you may currently be stuck in because things aren't working as intentionally as you would like. So I'm going to get into something that I think out of the different skills that I've had to learn as an entrepreneur, certainly in the last three years, this one skill has changed more than anything for me. Now, remember, I I come from the background of of doing big deals, right? And negotiating private equity acquisitions. The stuff that I wasn't particularly competent at back then was the idea that you had to be very congruent with your message and your offer and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, because as an entrepreneur, we have to be able to create that demand for what we do, right? We have to create the right environment that we can clearly articulate a problem that is being solved by us or our business that is going to help someone, which then opens up the opportunity for a commercial relationship. And I see a lot of businesses out there, certainly the ones that maybe haven't hit seven figures yet. There seems to be this, this divide between as you grow, you're trying to grow from startup and you've got like, you know, you're making, making good six figures, but you can't get past the seven. What I'm going to take you through today is what I think one of the top three things you must do you must get good at in order to be able to break through that barrier. So the title today of the episode is copy, copy that sells like magic. And what I'm really talking about here is your message and how you articulate it. So a couple of resources before we we get into this. Um, If you haven't studied Dan Kennedy, if you haven't gone to Amazon and bought every single one of his books, do it now. No affiliate links, right? This is nothing to do with that. He is the the master, the the godfather, whatever you want to call it, of what we call direct response marketing or quite specifically conversion copy. And what I mean by that, it's the way that you articulate your message, the emotional, psychological, to some extent, journey that you take your prospect on that can mean the difference. A, A lot of the time, people think it's about having the most amazing product or the most amazing service in the world. For sustainability, that is true. You can't just kind of sell something that doesn't work, right? You're not going to have a business and that's also not what I would call high credibility or integrity. But if you can't communicate the message in an effective, impactful, like literally hits them between the eyes way, it doesn't matter how good that product or service is because no one's going to use it. So back in the day, many years ago, like 15, 20 years ago, when I used to work in the magazine game, we used to have a saying which was, write the cover line and then find the story. Um, And unfortunately, we did that actually on many occasions. We'd actually write the cover line and then say, is there a story out there we can find that fits this? But the principle behind it is important because the principle is no one's going to read the magazine. No one's going to read the newspaper unless that headline is absolutely rock solid. Okay, And the same thing applies for you. Your emails you send out, the brochure you're making, the website or the sales page you're creating, the ad that you're writing, all of these things matter. And I would go as far as to say that if you're not at seven figures yet and you're trying to create that predictable flow of customers, that clients and cash flow thing that I talk about all the time, have a look at this and see if it works for you. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about a book that was recommended to me not that long ago 
by Maddie Wilson. He runs an agency called Einstein Marketing that does some stuff for us in my various businesses here in the UK. Great guy. You should definitely reach out to Matt. And he said to me, he said, there's one book on this stuff that is so simple, but just so on it, just so right. And you've got to, you've got to read this book. Now, the book is called The 16-Word Sales Letter by a guy called Avaldo, Avaldo Albuquerque, or Albuquerque maybe. I'm not very good with my pronunciation. So, Avaldo, if you're listening, I apologize. This book is tiny, probably, I suppose, indicated a little bit by the promise, 16 words. It's not quite 16 words, but I've got it here in my hand right now. It is 90-odd pages. And if you go onto Amazon and search for it, the 16-word sales letter, it's like damn expensive for like a tiny book. It's like 30 or 40 quid, right, you know, for this. But trust me, this is power. Uh, It says on the front also, a proven method of writing multi-million dollar copy faster than you ever thought possible. And I have found this to be 100% true. So in the world of, of this type of stuff, really good direct response marketing, there are some behemoths. One company is called Agora, and they're based out of Baltimore in the US. They're a, a, you know, a plus billion dollar company uh, working in the financial services space. But the stuff that they put out there is just unbelievably powerful. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Avaldo was involved in Agora, most definitely considered um, one of the absolute, um, as I said, masters of this stuff we're going to get into today. So I'm going to go through briefly what the book says so you get some value from it and you can use it straight away. I like this to be a practical episode. My Monday episodes are practical episodes. But as I said, if you want to go deeper into this, if you think it's going to help you, then I definitely suggest you buying the book. You might even read it, test it out by sending an email out to your potential clients. You might even update the the front page of your website. All of that is possible because it kind of goes through the psychology. So let let me kick off by talking about what really matters. And I covered a little bit of this on an episode a while back, which talked about your offer. But the thing you've got to get across here more than anything else is that a very simple phrase articulated brilliantly has the power to change everything. Okay, so I'll give you an example of that, you know, from a while back, actually. But if you think back to uh, John F. Kennedy, um, there was a point where when he was in power, God, many, many years ago now, there was a lot of things going on, Cold War stuff, all this sort of thing. Back in 1962, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty in the US at the time. And he stood up and it was at the Rice Stadium in Houston, Texas, where he did this. It was September 12th, 1962. And he stood up and there were 40,000 people there. And he said 10 short words. And those words were, we choose to go to the moon in this decade. Okay, 10 short words. And those 10 short words changed everything for America from that point on. In fact, it's one of the things that's taught in history classes around how the Soviets were dominating at that point in time. Kennedy needed to persuade the nation with a a big desire, if you like, and that's what he said. And, you know, you can study it if you want to. I find this stuff fascinating. The rest is history. So that's what we're kind of getting on here. It's not about, you know, writing heaps and heaps of stuff. It's about being very, very intentional about what you're trying to achieve, okay? So the first thing I want to impress on you from this is that your objective here is to make the reader of the copy that you're going to write, the message, 
believe in one belief. Okay, one belief. Okay, and this one belief has to be what is considered a new opportunity, something that they maybe haven't thought or believed or considered before, which is the key to their desire, you know, their ultimate outcome. And importantly, it's only attainable by your what is called mechanism, but is really the thing that you're offering, your offer, what I spoke about a few weeks ago on my podcast. Okay. So let's break these things down. The new opportunity. So when I say that, it's one belief that is totally new. So maybe a, a crude example of that is back back in the day, people thought the only way you could get from A to B was to jump on a horse. And then Henry Ford turned up with a car and everything changed. Okay, it was a new way of getting from A to B, a new opportunity. And it got you know, the desire, which was, you know, getting to your destination much quicker and much more comfortable than jumping on a horse. Okay. So that's an example of what we're talking about here. And my experience of this is it's applicable to any business, right? You can do it across any business. So most recently I had Tony Horton on the show. He is involved in a fitness system called P90X. And, you know, I'll give you the exact line that they created, which turned that into a multi-million dollar business. And that is, Avoiding the plateau effect, so the plateau effect of fitness, right, which is the new opportunity, is the key to building muscle. That's the desire, and it's only attainable through the P90X muscle confusion system. Okay, you with me? I'll give you one more example. Okay, so this is a a consumer product, Febreze. Adding a pleasant smell at the end of your cleaning routine Okay, so adding the pleasant smell at the end of your cleaning routine is the new opportunity, is the key to keeping your home looking fresh and clean. That's the desire. That's why you're doing it. And it's only attainable through Febreze's odor clear technology. Okay, that's the new mechanism. All right. So if you think about it, when I talk about this, and again, I'm very transparent around what I believe and what I think is, I could say to you, you can go out there and try and scale your business one customer at a time, or you can you know, do what would take you three to five years in 12 months if you scale via acquisitions. Much quicker to go and buy your competitor, take their customer list, add it to yours, and you can literally double the size of your business just like that. Okay, so what have I done there? The new opportunity is Scale via acquisitions. Don't muck around with this one customer at a time stuff. What's the outcome? Double the size of my business as quickly as I possibly can. That's the desire. What's the opportunity? Again, whatever product or service that I align that teaches how to do that, which bridges the knowledge gap. Okay, so that's how you can apply it. So what I want to do now is I want to go through how you do this. And again, I'm going to play around with a series of questions. There are a number of questions in this book by Avado that are just powerful and they work on any level. So you could think about this as I'm going to write a bit of marketing copy. You could jump on to social media and you could just do a, a Facebook live or something on Instagram and you could just try this out. Okay. But I'm going to take you through the questions and they are in sequence. And what you really need to do is articulate that new opportunity, the desire and the fact that it's only attainable for what you do but you want to introduce that through these questions, okay? So the question, the first one is, 
how is this different? How is this this thing <laughs> that you're presenting to me, how is it different from everything else that I've seen? Okay. Now, our brains are wired for novelty and we like new stuff. It's why entrepreneurs suffer so much from the shiny object syndrome, right? So, you know, this idea that you can present something that is new and fresh goes a long way in getting someone to have their interest piqued. The second question is, what is in it for me? What am I going to get out of this? Yeah, what is it that's going to, you know, change my life? And, you know, you've got to think of it in the perspective of, you know, I'm not going to do anything that unless it's going to have a benefit to my ultimate desire. So you need to articulate that. Okay. The next one is number three, question three, how do I know this is real? Okay. And there's a very direct way of saying this. The world is full of bullshit, right? And our brains are wired to seek proof, right? The whole sort of monkey brain, right? You know, the, the reptilian brain, we're looking for things to trip us up because of a fear mechanism and our need to survive. So you need to be able to demonstrate how is this real? So the way to think about this as I go through these questions is you need to be able to answer these questions in whatever message you're putting out there, okay? So that could be through testimonials. It could be through research. It could be anything like that that's going to validate, if you like, that this is absolutely working. You know, it is something that is not made up. It is not snake oil, okay? So as we go forward, question number four, really important psychological mindset one, this one is what is holding me back, okay? And the truth is, and I find this to be true in more cases than I probably want to admit, is the reason why a lot of people who come to me who haven't scaled their business right now is they either don't believe they can or they don't know how to do it. Because if they did, they would have done it already, okay? So you want to articulate, you want to call that out. You want to say, listen, you know, the truth is you just don't know how to do it. And the, the quicker that you can own that, the quicker you can change, okay? It's really about giving people hope that there is a solution because a lot of people give up and they, they try and sort of validate the idea that oh, it can't be done, but that's obviously just not true. All righty, question number five. Who or what is to blame? Okay, it's quite powerful in your marketing to sometimes find an enemy. Okay, so you want to talk about... You know, uh, in financial services, Agora is a great example of what they do. They sort of talk about, you know, distrusting the media and Wall Street, uh, distrusting the government, things like that, right? You want to have something that's that there is someone out there that's saying something and you are the opposite of that, right? So if someone hasn't got the result and, you know, they're trying an old method, you want to call that out. So I've got a, a client I work with in the education game. I've been in the education game for a long time, particularly the education technology game. And one of the things we were speaking about in a board meeting recently is, is exactly this point, who is to blame? And the view in, in the world of learning is that doing the activity, so let's say I go and participate in a course and I do the activity. Well, the view is that that is you know, gonna solve the problem. But the reality of that is, is that that's not going to solve the problem. That's just participating in, in something that's going to, you know, maybe give me some, some information. What's going to solve the problem is me then actioning that, okay? So the new opportunity around that is like, you know, practice. Practice what you do. Don't just learn it, okay, to give you an example of that. All righty, let's rock and roll all the way through. So the next question, question six, is why now? Why, why should I do this now? 
Okay, I get the fact that it can solve my problem. It's different. I trust you, but why now? Because if you don't do it now, the world is going to change quickly, right? So you want to talk about the risk here of not taking action, okay? And you can play that out. You see this happen all the time in Black Friday offers. You know, this offer is going to close down in the next, you know, few hours or there is this many left. And people have a natural fear of missing out. So you want to be able to spark that need to take action now and think of it in terms of this is not being manipulative this is service right if, if you know that your product and service is going to help someone then it's your duty to be able to help them make the best decision you have to help them fight that monkey brain okay you're not you're not selling them something that's not, you know not going to help them right you would never do that i would never do that right quite often people come to me and they want to participate in a program that we're doing and i will say genuinely this is not right for you now, right? Why don't you join my free community for a period of time and, and when the time is right, we can have another conversation. Furthermore, I will go out of my way to find someone who can help you right now, okay? Who I think is, you know, the, the right person for what you need at this time. And if you approach all of your different conversations, doesn't matter if it's a product or a service, if you approach all of your interactions in that way, it's a very, very powerful thing. Plus, I think it's the right thing to do. Okay, so moving on again, we're almost there. I believe we are at, let me just do a quick check here. Okay, question seven is why should I trust you? Okay, and that's where you want to double down on, again, that you've done this before. I've been in your shoes. It works, credibility, et cetera, et cetera. So if what, someone wants to look into what I've done, they can go back and they can look at the acquisitions I've done. They can see where I've worked. They can speak to clients that I've helped exit right? They can see that I'm an expert in what I do, okay? So all of that needs to be communicated again for the reasons I've mentioned to get people out of that monkey brain. Question eight, how does it work? So this and only this is when you start to get into the method, okay? So you don't get into the method until eight questions in, until you've got past that shield that's trying to protect your, your prospect, and then you can get into your methodology, Okay, but don't do it early. A lot of people get into the, this is how it works, too early into their sales messaging, their, their conversations on the phone when they're trying to, to win business, and it's too early. You, you haven't got through that first part where people are shielded, okay? And unless you get through that, you ain't going to get predictability in your sales. So think about this. If right now you're struggling to get leads or you're struggling to close sales, I would bet that you're not following a sequence like this. And of course, there are other sequences out there, but I find this one to be very, very effective. Okay. Question nine, how can I get started? All right. So at this point in time, they absolutely see the value. They see all the things. They can see the fact that this is a new opportunity. It's something new I haven't tried before. It's going to get me the desire, the thing I want. Okay. And you're the only person who can do it. Okay. So at that point in time, you want to make it super clear and easy for someone to get started. Okay. And, and ideally, as I said, started straight away. Okay, and we're almost there. Okay, just making sure that I don't miss anything for you guys because this is super important. Okay, and then really the last piece is, is just putting it all together by framing what do I have to lose? So what does your prospect have to lose? So this is where you can play around that if someone is very uncertain about something, give a guarantee, right? You know, whatever it is, but make sure that you are finishing off your communication with mitigating anything that takes away risk. If you can dial up desire and you can dial down risk, 
your ability to win business, to close business, to bring in new customers goes up exponentially. Okay, so write that piece down. Your your ability, right, to dial up desire and to dial down risk just makes the whole thing compound in a way that's quite magical, to be frank. Okay, so that is it. That is it. So go through and have a think about what you're doing now. Buy this book. As I said, I don't know about it, but hopefully he gets some value from me sharing this. And have a think about how you are writing your messaging. Are you consistent? Are you on brand? Are you doing stuff that's going to influence a change in thinking? Are you going to get your ideal prospects to believe? And if you can start putting that together, you are going to be driving your organic growth plans better than ever before. Okay, that's it. Episode done. Sermon finished. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you've enjoyed the show just as much as I've enjoyed creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me, it helps the show, plus it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything that you heard in today's show, to find out how you can join our community on Facebook or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now.